Heard at Sports Radio. Every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. Join hosts Robbie Lula and Damon Benning and our cast of Heard at Sports personalities as they share their fresh perspectives while keeping you highly entertained. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports from the pros to right here at home. Catch Heard at Sports Radio with Robbie Lula and Damon Benning 7 to 10 a.m. on air, online, and on podcast. Heard at Sports Radio. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Back into it. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're live at Rosie's State Tournament Time, 10th and P, downtown Lincoln. We welcome in Hall of Fame football coach Gary Barnett with us. Coach, uh, you've got, what, three, four inches of snow up there in uh, in some of the higher elevations of Arizona. How you coping? Well, not very well, <laughs> obviously. I mean, my whole day's ruined. You're talking so, to me. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was up early just with a broom trying to knock some of the snow off these trees because it's, it's a real heavy, wet snow, and these Palo Verdes and trees out here, are you know, they're not used to it, and so you can snap a limb pretty easily and have a tree go down. So what I could off, and, uh, you know, it is what it is. You've been making snow angels. Yeah. Yeah, my wife wants me to write a book. So she's, she's, uh, Mary wants me to write a book. And so she's saying, this is a good day to sit around and start that. I'm going, oh, man. Let's go there for a minute. You've got a book out, don't you? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So what would this book be? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I get, you know, friends are, they think you ought to do this or that mm-hmm. because you know something about something that they don't. So if right. they go, you ought to write a book on that. Well, there's, so I don't know what it would look like. You know, I started a book. I don't know if I told you, but I started a book when I was uh, broadcasting national games. Mm-hmm. I was going to do it about halftime adjustments, you know, sort of what's true and what isn't true about halftime adjustments and what really happens. And I started, I, I went, I did seven different schools or six different teams at halftime, but it became really difficult uh, trying to get up and down elevators with coaches and in the locker rooms at halftime and back up. And so yeah, just sort of let it go. Um, and then thought, well, you know, maybe when I'm out of broadcasting, I'll go back and start it back up. But I'm not out of broadcasting, so I'm still doing it. So I really never uh, uh, followed through with it. I have some interesting notes from uh, some of the places I went. and um, And so – you know, it was going to be sort of fun, and all. I, I was doing it because fans just have this opinion of what happens because of broadcasters. That, you know, fans have this image of what takes place at halftime in a college or a professional locker room, and most of that isn't anywhere close to being the truth. 
So I was just going to try to out, you know, take take 20 schools or so, talk about what they did and how much difference it made, and then compare what happened in the second half to the first half. But, um, you know, I just dropped it. So it's, yeah, it, it would be an interesting topic for somebody to pick up and do. It'd be fun. And so tell me about your half times as an assistant for Mac and then how you wanted to do half times as head coach at Northwestern in Colorado. How, what did you take away uh, as an assistant to and, and apply, and what did you stay away from as an assistant? Well, Mac pretty much let the coordinators handle halftime. Uh, he would always do a, a something motivational at the end of the half. Uh, you know, and he would discuss for five minutes with each side, offense and defense, uh, and then that would go right to the players. And then the, the, the coaches on each side of the ball, offense, defense, would make some decisions as to what might they do. They might do different. But let me tell you, there, by the time you go in and everybody takes care of their business and you meet for five minutes with Coach McCartney or whoever it is, and then all of a sudden you're out meeting with the team, you meet with your staff now to make some decisions. Well, you've got about – You've got about five minutes total with the team. So, um, and I, I never really knew what the philosophy was. Once I became a head coach, I went around and started visiting other coaches and asking what their philosophy was. And the best one I came up with while I was at Northwestern was Al Groh, who at the time, I'm not sure where he was. Virginia? But I, I don't know if he's in Virginia or somebody. It might have been Virginia, but. Uh, I did go visit him in Virginia, but I talked to him before that. It might have been one of, one of these Nike trips or something. But anyway, I asked coaches about what their philosophy was about halftime. And it, it really, it, the range was, I don't have any idea to, here's all I do. First of all, don't go back and review everything that just happened. You don't have time to do that. Nobody wants that. The kids don't need it. Coaches don't need it. To, to any mistakes you made, don't go back and revisit those. The biggest thing that halftime is about is what's it going to take to win this game from this point on, whether you're ahead or behind. And so if you start thinking in those terms just right away, okay, what's it going to take to win this game? Here's what we must do on offense. Here's what we must do on defense. Here's what we must do on in, this, in the kicking game. So it, it gives you a focal point. It gives everybody thinking in the same direction and thinking about the same thing. And it's all about what's it going to take to win this game. I don't care what happened in the first half. It makes no difference. What counts from this point on is what we do in the second half. If we're ahead, what do we have to do to stay ahead or get further ahead? If we're behind, what do we have to do to catch up? And, and that's, that's, that's the whole process. Uh, and you know it's easier to sit here and say that than it is necessarily to do it because <laughs> it does involve in making some changes sometimes, but sometimes not. Sometimes just emphasizing what you've already done. So uh, you know, it's uh, I think it's individual, and it depends on each head coach's philosophy about what halftime is about. So that was the best. That was the best thing that happened to me about halftime. So that I tried to carry that over. Um, to both Colorado, you know, while I was at Northwestern and to Colorado as well. And we would have discussions about, 
in the off season about what's halftime about. What are our problems? What are you know what is it that's keeping us from maybe being more effective at halftime? So we we just try to minimize all the obstacles that and anything that made it more difficult. Gary Barnett's with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Uh, we're talking halftime adjustments, maybe a book uh, for Coach Barnett as he may uh, crank up uh, his, uh, his, his writing pen here. He's already an author. So when it comes to the infamous halftime adjustments, and you do hear broadcasters say, oh, look at the adjustments, or man, they didn't make adjustments, or us in the media will – Go, go after a coach for not doing anything different or at least not changing the the fate of, of the team's outcome, uh, not being able to come back from a halftime deficit, all those good things. I'm interested to know how much of it is just flat out what you plan for and not being ready for, just the, 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 the out coaching part or the scheming part, uh, and then the motivation. Have you been a part of something where it looked bleak you rallied the troops at halftime motivationally, and you were able to flip the script. How, how big does emotion play? It, it depends on the game. It depends on the team. depends on the coach. It, it can be any of those. And usually it's never just one, Chris. Mm-hmm. It's always a combination. And um, so, I, I, you know, every game we've come back from behind, I'd like to say we made the right adjustments. <laughs> I think typically if, if you look at scoreboards, and you look at the, uh, you know, teams that, um, uh, that first of all, come out and score right away or, first of all, come out and hold defenses to nothing or offense to nothing in the first quarter, uh, and then look at the third quarter. So I think one is uh, the plan going in, which is what you do in the first quarter, both sides of the ball. And then the second thing is, what do you do in the third quarter? So if you come out and score in the third quarter, you probably have made some changes or emphasized some things or called some things you hadn't called. You know, it's a combination uh, in, in the third quarter. And same thing defensively. If you all of a sudden you struggled defensively uh, and all of a sudden you come out in the third quarter and you stop them, you have a three and out or a couple three and out or you get the ball back, then you probably have made some changes, and it could be any of those items you talked about. First of the ball, it could be the offense not doing anything on the other side of the ball, the other team not doing anything, and your coaches just being more persistent with what they call and call, you know, narrow some things down. So it's always a combination, and every game is different. And that's why it's hard to label, uh, you know, halftime adjustments because every game is different. And there's three or four aspects to it, whether it's motivation, offensive calling, play calling, injuries. You know, it's always a number of things. That's what makes the game fascinating, too. You just can't label and put in a box uh, the right or wrong thing to do. Nebraska, Colorado fans remember 1990. You guys are down at half, and you erupt for a bunch of points in the fourth quarter, 27 unanswered, as that was the year you, you won the national championship. Do you remember halftime at all, or or not of that of that game? Yeah, I do. And first of all, I just wanted to get inside because the weather. If you remember, oh, weather, I froze yeah. my ass off oh, in the front oh, row. Oh, it was in eighth grade. Yeah, people, I'm still cold. You know, Lincoln must have sold every garbage bag in town because people were wearing them out there in that sleep. But Eric Bieniemy fumbled, I think, four four times in the first half. 
you know, I think most coaches would have pulled that player. But that was an example of going in at halftime. And whether we knew we were doing this or not, and it wasn't a conscious effort uh, of, okay, what do we got to do to win this game? But it sort of was. It's sort of the, it was the mentality of our team. And you know Eric's not going to fumble four more times. And so he's still your best player. And, and so you're going to go back and get him the ball. And so I think it was just a matter of a pe- when you've got really good players and, and you've got kids that are really close, the team that's really close, all you got to do is, is just say a couple of right things, make a little bit of an adjustment maybe with your scheme, but not much. But you go back out and just play like we know we can play. Now, that's the easy answer, okay? <laughs> you may not have that combination, so it isn't that easy to go just say, okay, play better, guys. It doesn't work that way. But um, <laughs> it, it's always a combination. And, and that, that half, we came back out. We made a couple of great catches. Eric hung on the ball. We, knew, we did know we took, the, we took the wind in the fourth quarter, and that was a tough decision for us. And uh, it ended up, uh, you know, where we held Nebraska a couple times in the fourth quarter. They had to punt into the wind, and we got short fields, and we were able to come back. Making that decision about the wind – has always been something that I've been obsessed with, probably overly so because I think about it all the time in each game. But in that game, it certainly did pay off. It did. We had to do it at Northwestern against Illinois uh, the year we won the Big Ten. Uh, the first year we won the Big Ten, we had to, we were behind, and we had to, I had to tell our defense, look, we're going to give them the win in the third quarter, and we have got to hold them scoreless so that we get the win in the fourth quarter, not down by too many points. And it's exactly what happened to kick a field goal with the win and win the game. So the win becomes an issue. Weather becomes an issue. Gary Barnett with us. Do you get ticked off at a guy who's fumbled four times? How do you handle that as a coach? You know, it, I think it, Chris. I think it it changes. Uh, if is this something that he does a lot? Well, gosh, you know, guys, we can't take this chance. If this is something that's really rare, then you, you know, this kid doesn't want to fumble. No, I know. He's a heart. He's a heart and soul of a football team, and so. I, I think him coming back and not fumbling in the second half and running with a vengeance did as much to inspire our team as anything else. And, you know, the team wasn't mad at Eric. They they understand the stakes happened and that weather could have been the cause of it. And uh, so, but I will tell you this, if, if you've had a tendency to do that, it's really hard to keep a guy in the game mm-hmm. like that. I don't, you know. You, you you wouldn't in most cases. I agree. No, and that's I always wondered like how close was he to being pulled? Gary Barnett with his coach. Last thought, and we talk about halftime, and this was fascinating, a lot of fun to talk, and I hope you you you, you do another book. That'd be great. Uh, Matt Rule, uh, when you look at at his persona, ability, his attention to detail, what do you think? Nebraska has when it comes to that 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 total package now uh, at head coach uh, moving this program forward with things like halftime things with uh, adjustments uh, prep all that stuff I mean uh, how how good a spot is Nebraska in do you think based on his history uh, as they look to try and make it the right direction in the Big Ten it's always hard to predict but the the best indicators always uh uh, past performances and uh, doesn't always hold up, but it usually is. Mm-hmm. And Matt's been at uh, 
at uh, a number of diff- different places. He's been at uh, three different levels of football. And uh, when you look at his past performance, you don't win 10 games three years in a row at Temple without being pretty detailed. And you don't go into a situation like you do at Baylor without being pretty detailed and organized. And so it's not just because uh, you're a motivator. It's, it's got to go beyond that. So And have, you have a plan. So I think you look at, at Coach Rule's past performance, and you certainly can at least, I think, consciously sort of think that you're going to get the same kind of uh, result at at uh, Nebraska, or at least the detail part of it, the planning part of it, the organization part of it. That doesn't change with coaches. That's part of their DNA. If they've had it, they, they keep it. If they haven't had it, it's hard to get it. Gary Barnett with us. Coach, take care. Uh, get rid of that snow in Arizona, and we'll do this again. Thanks for a few minutes. Yeah, call me back again, Chris. I got nothing else to do today, so uh... <laughs> you're going to be you're going to be hitting an orange golf ball uh, in, in the snow, so you can see it. I know you will. Uh, I'll be putting on my uh, tile floor here. So <laughs> good, uh, good talk with Coach Gary Barnett, Hale Varsity Radio, down here at Rosie's till six. Your uh, one stop spot for the state tournament. Uh, 10th and P, as uh, we'll check in with Mr. Blackshirt down in Arizona, Charlie McBride, on the way with Hale Varsity here at Rosie's. Heard at Sports Radio, every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. Join hosts Robbie Lula and Damon Benning and our cast of Heard at Sports personalities as they share their fresh perspectives while keeping you highly entertained. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports, from the pros to right here at home. Catch Heard at Sports Radio with Robbie Lula and Damon Benning, 7 to 10 a.m. on air, online, and on podcast. Heard at Sports Radio.